Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. Under the Groove is sponsored by The Laugh Cellar and Lucky Vans Tattoo. Welcome to Under the Groove. My name is Lisa, and my co-host is... Flash Rider. Flash is my cousin, and we grew up together. And the motto of our show is, be someone who makes everybody feel like somebody. Join us in our weekly talk fest about the excitements of life. Nothing to it but to do it. Got my second vaccine shot today, and my arm is a little bit sore, but I feel good. I don't feel. Yeah, you feel woozy. No, I feel good. I have my vodka here. Nice. <laughs> and my and, and my dandelion tea. But uh, See, yeah, that goes that that goes well with the vaccine. You know what I mean? Dandelion tea and vodka. You know, it's good. Um, yeah. So I'm. I'm. It's good. I'm. Um. It was. Uh, Carly gets her second one on Thursday, and then, um, yeah, so. Cool. All good. Um, right on, cousin. Good, good health, good health to both of you. And all three. I'm really enjoying our podcast, and people are loving it. I Are, are you loving it? I dig it, man. I just, I, I just, I'm falling right into it. I just, um, I don't know. I'm just, I, I, when you speak from the heart, I guess there's no lies and it's real fluid with us. So it's nice that it, it goes at its pace. And, um, I don't know. I'm just enjoying it, man. I'm just, uh, I'm here to, uh, I'm here to entertain our podcast with our, with I pod- our, podcasters. With our life story, but yeah. oh my god, last I, uh, year, last I week, podcasters. I podcasters. Um, I was gonna say, so I think that it updated the our our little thumbnail. Um, I just had to refresh oh. our feed. I know. I mean, listen, if they really want to see the boat, though, it's just all out there for people to see. Oh my god! Nobody knows what a boto is. Boto. I know. Explain. Explain it to them. For all of you non-Filipino people out there, that's a penis. Dang. Today, today, uh, G- uh, Carly was changing uh, Gigi's uh, changing her pants or whatever, and she goes tut 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 tut. Was so funny. And 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 Carly was like tut tut. Was so funny. <laughs> they all get their little uh, um, habits. We used to call uh, Aiden beep beep because uh, it was the sound of an um, alarm. So Cody Boy had his car and it'd be beep beep and he just mimic it. So from that is it's kind of a nickname <laughs> beep beep. What we call beep beep. Oh, that's so cute. It's funny because <laughs> Filipinos have the most honest nicknames that. <laughs> it's funny because we we will call you that because it's the truth. You're like, oh, why do they call you that? Uh, you looked at me, you know. Oh my gosh, I'm you're bad. so you're so right because like even like I hated going around like you know like um, older like Filipino women in our family. Like you'd be like, they're like, 
your butt is getting big. I'm like, my what is getting what? Like they had no no shame in holding back and telling you if your booty was getting big. So yeah, no such thing as a filter. No, yeah, no, no such thing. No filters, no filters. So uh, I w- we'll talk about. Um, I want to talk about. We'll talk. We'll take a break from family for a little bit. Cool. Welcome to Under the Groove, everybody. Hi, how are you? So happy to be here today. You know, my cousin and I, Flash Rider, have been talking about our family. We've been talking about our grandparents' home at 2755 McAllister Street in San Francisco. We've been talking about our favorite aunties, including Flash's mom, one of my favorite aunties, Auntie Juliet, and also our other aunt, Auntie Bet. They both passed away and we miss them dearly. But today we're going to take a break from family and I'm going to interview my cousin. Should I say my favorite cousin? I'm going to interview him about his amazing career as a tattoo artist, because I've always admired you for this, um, mostly because I'm chicken and I don't want to get a tattoo. And it's not because of anything else that I am just scared of needles Straight up scared of needles. Call my parents. I'll give you their phone number if you want. They will tell you. Even today, as a 50-year-old woman, I am scared of needles. But Because <laughs> tattoos, tattoos aren't for everybody. I mean, as I, as I started my career, you'd have to do yourself to really understand that you're giving people pain. And, you know, to do it in the most comfortable way, how, how, how do I put it? Let me slap you in the face and make it real enjoyable. Yes. No, no, it's not like that. I mean, the significance of what you're getting has to be memorable. It has to be something that you really love. I mean, people put things on them that, you know, maybe not have a rhyme reason or I don't know why why they do it. They just want it. But if you do get something that you love, then the pain is really temporary. And a lot of old school artists would say that the ornament is long and the, the pain is temporary. So getting these things... I mean, like I tell people, it's not for everybody. That's true. It, I mean, you know, um, like you said, it's if you get a, uh, get a piece that's special to you. I like what you said. The pain is temporary. Um, but you've been you've been a you know we talked in one episode about you your graffiti art um, when you were coming up. You were you're a big graffiti artist in San Francisco in, in the eighties, and now you're a tattoo artist and I saw that, you know, I saw you transform. I mean, you've always been an artist, right? And you've, you've always been an artist in every shape or form. You've been musical, you're a dancer, you're an artist, actually, you know, an artist drawing. Uh, and so how long, I can't even, was trying to think about it today about the, when you started actually like tat doing tats on people, can you do, how long has it been since you've been a tattoo artist? I've been, I've Legally. been a professional tattoo artist with these guys for 14 years. Wow. Um, beyond that was uh, training in um, uh, kitchens and garages and learning the craft basically on your own and, you know, um, <laughs> learning how to sink the ink and designing and doing the artwork come later. But understanding your tools and how to apply it to skin because it was a different uh, – it was a distant substrate from walls and paper and um, uh, those forms of art. Elaine, I, I mean, I'm 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 working with human canvases, which is 
the ultimate. I mean, it sets you back almost legendary because as long as they're alive, you they're wearing your brand. And I take that to heart because, you know, my artwork was never influenced by anybody I learned in school. It was just something that I seen. I mean, it's, I always thought beauty was in the eye of the beholder and so what I create. And as I get older and I look back on previous work, I'm like, wow, man, I did that. Or, wow, I did that. Um, <laughs> that needs to be worked on again. <laughs> oh, my. That but, would be my biggest fear. Oh, my gosh. Messing up a piece. Yeah, on it happens. Body. But you, you, you really have to be thick-skinned about it. I mean, a lot of artists that think they're artists that work with human canvases get afraid of people screaming or shouting. I mean, it's just over the years that psychology is settling them down and understanding why they really want the tattoo. I mean, I over the years consider myself almost a translator and I'm just trying to get that image onto their skin, the way they feel it, whether they lost a relative or they're feeling joyous about something that inspires them because I believe tattoos are almost a mile marker in life. I mean, you're going to take pictures of me and you're like, Hey, you didn't have that tattoo. You didn't have that tattoo. Like, that's true because I've grown since those last ones. And that's my evolution. Uh, towards it and I love looking back on it like man I don't have tattoos there I didn't have it there because I was having babies and becoming a father and so it pinpoints almost like a fragrance or a, a pheromone or something like that it triggers that that history in my life and I love to speak on it now because I think it needs to be recorded I mean over time hopefully I influence a lot of uh, Chinese Filipino uh, uh, Americans that um, can do it and can do it because they feel it in their heart they can do it and they're inspired by somebody I mean man if I look back there was a couple of uncles I felt that were inspired to me and if I give them credit they really wouldn't understand but I've looked over a lot of their shoulders because they've had talent and they've never really used that um, potential you know they all had regular nine to five jobs which I couldn't do that no more. And I've done it in the past, but to be creative and to be real true artists, you have to stick with it through the bad and the good times and really not let it blow you up, but be humble and still be that translator for these people. Because I think they're the ones that speak of you in great ways, not just myself, man. I, <laughs> I couldn't yeah. do myself justice. Yeah, um, we, you know, the motto of our podcast is, you know, be someone who makes everyone feel like, someone or somebody, you know, and I, 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 you hit, you just talked about something about, you know, you couldn't do the nine to five thing. And we're so lucky. I mean, we, we, I, 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 I would like to think that we really did come from a very loving family. We had a lot of aunties and uncles around us that really gave us, you know, the love we needed grandparents and, and cousins. I mean, I feel like my cousins were the, were the people who I could really lean on in my life. And we were able to, um, you know, do what we wanted to do, you know, and, and I was so happy when, you know, you were able to really pursue your, pursue your love for art through tattoo, um, through tattoos. And so do you remember when, uh, you first decided or first kind of made that, uh, decision to be like, you know, I'm going to make this into a profession or was this something that you always dreamed about? Were you, when we were kids, uh, did you want to be a tattoo artist? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I was inspired by a homie named Mike, Mike dreams. And, uh, he was working at a uh, tattoo shop out in, I believe 
Oakland somewhere called Ink Overdose. And we happened to run into them because we wanted or we needed some patterns for doing some uh, some bikes and some Harleys and stuff like that. And I was with my cousin Ivan. We ran into them and it was a good feeling that I knew that was an evolution to being a graph artist and to see that and put it on skin was inspiring because they were doing portraits and graph work and sick shit, street shit that ain't in regular tattoo shops. You know, it wasn't our kind of artwork. But I mean, honestly, I couldn't wear that kind of stuff because that's not me and those that wear it. I mean, so be it. That's your, you know, that's you. But like I said, these, these are my, my markers. <laughs> I don't, I don't ride with them like that, but I rode with him. And so that got me to believe and I could do it myself. So I picked up kit machines and I've done names and there was uh, cousins that I had and I have to speak of one that I love dearly. And the name is Keone boy and Keone passed too uh, some years ago. And he was my canvas too, that I loved and um, got to do work on. I mean, when you get people that love you and trust you, I mean, you're going to come back no matter what, do something live on them and, to have that type of trust with some of those cousins were loving. And I picked up clients by far just because of word of mouth and just doing it. And it spread like wildfire. Um, people know, I mean, I've, I've talked, I've talked to people. I, I, I forget where I was, but I remember, um, I talked to this one guy and I was like, Oh yeah, my cousin's a tattoo artist in the city. His name is flash. And he's like, Oh, I know flash. Uh, you know, I, I, it was like a couple of years ago. I think I told you, but I, I can't remember, but I, I do remember that some, I always remember like that when people know people that I know, but I don't remember his name or anything like that. Uh, what, what, um, Mike dreams, was he older than you or was he like an, uh, he had a shop in Oakland? Oh yeah. Said, oh yeah. Is he, is he still he around? Was, he was, well, he passed. Unfortunately he was, uh, he was killed in a, uh, in a, um, I believe it was a carjacking and uh, got shot. Um, talented artist. Well, yeah. uh, died well, well, well before his time. And to look at his stuff now was still sick. He's, he's, he's got his own day amongst our graph community called Dream Day. And it's his, his life, his legacy, his brother um, still pushing his stuff and still, you know, um, selling merchandise, uh, through his name and very inspiring artist, very inspiring brother. Was he Filipino or was he? Yes. Yes, he, he was. Filipino. That's so cool. He I also leaves. Just... He also he also leaves the young son um, that he's playing uh, football out in Hawaii too, and he's doing real well. I believe his name is Akil. So much love and support out to him. This youngster is doing it. Hopefully, he does it in his father's name because he was a he was a big inspiration to those artists that are still alive today and still doing it. Um, you know, I, I give them praise. I give all the ones that really put the footwork out and have done it and continue doing it and living a, living a, a good lifestyle. I'm just fortunate to reflect on, like I say, my humble beginnings and I, I will continue to, you know, keep on tattooing because it's, it's my life's passion, man. I'm I know your your passions are tattooing and fishing. 
can you, I can't even think about two more relaxing things to do. That's so, so, so like down, you know, uh, you're like, you're rooted in the earth, you know, tattoos and fishing. Oh man. It'll bring that to some people. I mean, I I just connect with them on a, on a different level. I mean, I, I know that anxiety levels are their endorphins are kicking in because, you know, they're getting artwork done, but there is that, that intimacy that we have in, it's great that I interpret, you know, their most, um, I don't know what it would be that the inner feelings that they need to put on their skin. And I dig it, man. I'm, I'm really, I love it. And like I say, through those brothers that inspired me, I just kept on and that torch lies within me. Um, from what I do and for all my relatives that are close to me, I put a candle on them because there's that time where, you know, the, the candle blows out. So, they'll remember me certain ways and do this and through my sayings. Um, it's just who I am and those that follow me and those that have my brand and continue to wear it with, you know, the utmost respect and refer me, man, I'm just humble, humble, humble. Your brand is great. You actually, um, you do a lot of, um, do you do Alibata tats? tats? Yes. Yes, we we will. I mean, there's a lot of the characters that we've been doing over the years. I mean, I don't know it, you know, truly by heart. But we can translate it and we do do the characters. Yes. And you also I don't know. Can we talk about this on the podcast? You you tattoo some of the Giants, San Francisco Giants baseball players, right? Oh, yeah. These guys that came through, I didn't even know they were Giants. I mean, <laughs> I guess it's their uniform that really set it apart. But I mean, <laughs> I'm a fan of both the 49ers, the Warriors, and them. And when they do come in the uh, the uh, shop, and I treat them like just like everybody else. So it's hard to really name drop all these really guys. But yeah, you don't have to do name come, drop. I, but that's cool. No, I'm just glad they do come in to support. You know, uh, a regular tattoo artist. You know. Um, I really, I'm out and about, I'm everywhere, I'm fishing, I'm, I'm in the city, I'm on the peninsula, I'm up and down California, and I'll travel more if it allows me to, but I'm deeply rooted here, and I love what's going on. Um, I have my young son, uh, Justano Deuce, doing it as well. He's my protege of life. He's continuing the passion. He's putting it out there with his heart. Um, Justin's, ta- Justin's, Justin's working in the shop now too. That's awesome. Yeah. Is- he's been putting in work. Yes. That's so cool. Yes. yes. I he's love been a real creative young man. And he's just, it, it, it's hard because if, if artists really understand the starving part of it, yes. And the mentality is you just gotta keep hope and don't lose sight and, you know, be driven. Um, a lot of these young men today can easily be distracted um, through family, through work, through financial difficulties. And, you know, to have him stronger mentally is outstanding. And I'm glad that I work with a great group of guys at the shop. Um, my brother, uh, Van Trinidad put me on along with his other brother, Lucky. And, you know, I've been riding with them ever since. I mean, the loyalty's there only because I'm able to create and there is no, friction or funk that one man is better. I mean, I believe the the most important person in that shop is the person in my chair. So that's how we evolve. And that's how we keep each other kind of really truly grounded and just wanted to do good work for people. 
That's all. I love, I love Van and Lucky. Lucky, he's crazy. He, he, I remember a story with Lucky. I, I, um, I was, uh, this was like maybe 10 years ago. And I was, um, I was, uh, you know, when I did all the marketing for all the big liquor mm-hmm. companies and I said, Hey, can you drop this stuff off for me? And I was telling him where to go. You know, he was doing right. it as a favor because he lived in that area and I was in a pitch. Yeah. Was that lucky or was that, right. that was lucky, right? Yeah, that was luck. He was so cute. And he's like, do you mind if I hit on the girls? I'm like, no, you can't do that. He was just joking though. Cause you know, he's a good guy, but he was so cute. He, he saved my life that day. Cause I had to get all this stuff over to, I think it was Vallejo or something. Wait, wait, he listened like wherever it was. I was like, oh God, lucky. Thank you. <laughs> Sacramento. <laughs> so cool. Sac- Sacramento. Yeah. Sacra- y'all Sacramento. Yeah, it was a Sacramento. Um, that was so cool. I love, I used to love hanging out at the, your shop when you first, when you started working there, I would, I would come by sometimes and I, there was that cute little bar. Is that bar next door still or no? Little the bar? connection, the connection is legendary amongst bikers. I mean, if is it gone? You were, is it- if you're a San Franciscan, you know about the connection bar and there's some old school riders that'll tell you some stories about it. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's still there, but during the COVID situation, I mean, they're, staying away and their doors have been closed for about a year so god you know be nice to see that bar um you know maybe reinvent itself or hang in there with the community but i i just haven't seen them open yet i like that place i went in there a few times um but every time i went by they weren't very they weren't open i think they had like exclusive like or maybe you had to have a special knock or something you know what i'm gonna do like once they open up again i'm gonna get a babysitter and carly and i will go down and visit you and um, go to the bar next door absolutely and then we could give you the give you the world tattoo you know a dot somewhere one dot dude i hey hey cuz when what was your first tattoo do you remember your first tattoo your very first i did myself you, have, you did I tattoo my I tattoo my wrist. What what is it? Let me see. And I and it's my name, Flash Rider. Okay. And I put my birthday like somebody's gonna really, you know, like just in case, you know, I mean <laughs> it's 71. It's 71. <laughs> they, they wouldn't even know. They wouldn't know. It was so light and done so shadily. Oh my god. Yeah, I was I was wondering when your first tattoo was. Did you um did you have you done any other tattoos on your body or is that just the only one? Have you done all your tattoos? You get them done by other artists or do you do some of them yourself? Oh yeah. I'll have some of the apprentice do it. I had, uh, uh, one of our, one of our, uh, cousins do ours when she was apprenticing them. I mean, I, it, there's a whole bunch. I mean, you have um, so many. I myself like to get where, where I could, where I could fit them. I mean, sometimes I'll get bored and think, why the fuck I start that shit right now? You know, it'd be like four in the morning, you know, I'm trying to fucking hit a spot that I'm like, nobody's ever going to see that. But I, 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 I don't know. Life in an artist when you can and you feel like you, you need a tattoo there. I mean, right. I, you know what? I, I keep thinking as I, we're talking about, you said something earlier about like really figuring out how to get that, the ink, you know, the, the tool on the skin, like that must be so, how does that feel to like, all of a sudden you're like, just on somebody's skin and like the pressure and yeah. how do you, how yeah, did you I learn that? How did you learn it's like, that? It's like, it's like slicing somebody else, like cutting them all up. It's like just giving it to them. Like you want to get, yeah. All right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, that's it. I mean, you have to, you have to sink the ink. So you're going to have some pain, man. I mean, there's a, there's a part of this business that if you can't deal with it, then you don't need it. I mean, 
I I don't say, hey, come in, you know, let me put this on you. I mean, you really have to want this. And those that get over that anxiety of, fuck, this is going to hurt. I mean, could could deal with it. What does it feel like when you have that, you know, the tool, you know, your needle, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, here we go. And does it feel like mushy or does it feel like hard or how does it feel when you hit it to the skin? I always say this is like uh, rainbows and butterflies. You know what I'm saying? It's just rainbows and butterflies. I mean, it throws them all off before they know it. They're like, Ooh, okay. Well, it's tolerable. I mean, it is irritating, but yeah. Okay. I mean, all over the body, it don't matter where it was, neck, face, tits, vagina, you know what I'm I mean? Every body part, just people come in there like, man, I envy your job. I go, you shit. Come on, man. You don't want to do this. This is this is work, buddy. You know, buddy. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was just noticing when you're wearing a Ben Davis uh uh, yeah, I forgot we're about not even ben sponsored, Davis. but if, if and if they want to send me a whole fit with socks and underwear and you know headband, send it, send it, Ben Davis. Ben Davis, I can't even believe they're still around. I used to wear Ben Davis when I was like eight, nine. I there was a shop on Mission that uh, I went to a few times. Like I would have your mom, I think, or somebody took me, and I got the Ben Davis right. pants. I put my comb in the side pocket. I can't believe Ben Davis is still around, man. Those yeah, pants? I've seen him around. You know, he he's around the block. Sometimes he runs for me because he only owes me twenty bucks. I'm like, give me my twenty bucks, man, Davis. And he, ben. He's gone. Oh my God, Mary used to put the crease. Mister oh, Davis, <laughs> is there really a Ben Davis? No, I, was... I don't know. So, <laughs> they used to have that crease. You used to get the Ben Davis pants. And you would put that crease right down the center of your pants from like the top down, like from like mid thigh down. And it would just be a crease down your Ben Davis pants. Like that was it. And that was an art form because you got to, you got to know how to use the starch because if you didn't apply the starch, right. It would increase. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I would have spent a little bit more time on these creases, but I was in a hurry. <laughs> I was in a hurry. But what do you, what is that shirt? That's like a zippy, 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 zippy shirt. Like that one's cool. Right. That one's- yeah, yeah, this will this will do this. This will do like that. Then it'll do like this. Then if I want to do this, <laughs> you can go third of the way down. You can go all the way down. I like that zip. You can do that. You can make some music. But the Ben Davis logo. Look at that. Still same classic logo. Ben Davis. God, that's a lot. I wonder. I want to. I want to look up later how long Ben Davis Company's been around. That's so cool. Do they still? Oh my God, that's so amazing. I love the look of that quality. It looks good. Thanks. You, you're welcome. Oh. Ben Davis. Oh my gosh. You don't, you don't, you don't say, huh? <laughs> you don't say. If you could find some Gloria Vanderbilt pants, maybe they would match very clearly. My hair today oh, looks man, like a toupee. Just looking at my hair. That from? It's just my, my hair kind of looks like a toupee today. I don't know. Like, look, see. Oh, it's like we're not on there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, hey, we we can go see uh, Gary Tom if you want to do that <laughs> thing right up. Hey, I told you he's ready. Cause Gary Tom does not exist anymore. I looked it up. He's no longer around. Gary Tom, wherever you are, he's, Gary Tom. He's, he, he's chaing in the salon of life. He lives in Solano. That's where all the old Filipinos and Chinese people move to Solano County, right? That's where they all move. That, that's Fairfield. 
They just want to cha-cha and sing old, old, uh, old Motown flicks. That's all. That's it. <laughs> oh my gosh, Gary Tom! You, we ended up at Gary Tom. What? I need to do so, something with this hair, Gary Tom. We'll fix it. Your hair's looking good. It may turn around. Let me see. Is it long in the back? Yeah, it's still long in the back. Yeah, I got yeah. a little. You know. Yeah, I do. Something right. the nurse to hang on to. You know what I'm saying? She need to hang on to. We're on the motorcycle. Oh, you got. Oh, you. But you have your helmet on, right? Come on, tell me you wear your helmet. No. No. No, man. This is my helmet. This motherfucker right here is. Do you not wear right a helmet? Here, bust out knuckles. What kind of motorcycle do you have yeah. now? The one with two wheels. <laughs> you have two wheel motorcycle. I think you have like a Harley, don't you, or no? Yeah, it's like one of those Harley Davidsons. What's it's called the Road King. What is a Harley the best motorcycle to ride, or no? Or is it like is there a, like a brand? I, I, of- Listen, it's just personal preference, man. I mean, back in them days, people used to wear ride Hondas. Uh, they they couldn't afford no uh, Harleys. I mean, don't bust up ones that leak oil and shit like that. I mean, come on, you had to kickstart that shit. I mean, you weren't getting home on time, nor were you getting there on time. So, I I, I learned from my dad. You know, my dad's a rider. Gary Louis, love you, man. You were so you a rider, and your 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 bike, awesome. You know what I mean? With your Does long he ride a forks. Harley? Of course, Pops is a rider, man. He goons a rider. They, they've, they've had. I mean, really, they've encouraged the Harley Davidson. I mean, a goon used to ride a forty-five. Is what they used to call it back in the days. Those were the three wheels. Then they delivered up and down San Francisco because I think that was affordable, and they went up and down them fucking hills. <laughs> I gosh, I remember all our uncles used to have those little like little you like you said a Honda or I don't know what it was like so small it looked like a little bike and then they eh, ran down the hill and oh my gosh those everybody had a motorcycle in the neighborhood. Yeah, I still got them. I even got a mini bike, man. I'm I had to fire it up today so I can you know show people what's up. Remember mini the mini bikes? In. You have a mini bike still? Oh my I God. love it. I can't help it, man. I I go camping and I'll take that. People are just oh. Do you want to sell it? I'm like, eh, how much? I don't think people know what mini bikes are these days. We had mini bikes when we were kids and, and well, I didn't have one, but the neighbors had one and we'd always get to ride on, you know, mini bikes like Nelson. He had a mini bike or, you know, the kids, up. Uh, you know, true story. It was a, it was a, it was a um, good friend of mine, Pete Salai. He's just a homie from fucking Crocker Park. And I bought his bike, a mini bike as a youngster. I was probably 15 years old and it was an old Cushman. And I took it home. I actually rode it from Geneva and Mission all the way up in Diamond Heights. Rode that shit hella far. And I made it home dodging cops and buses. Get it home. My dad makes me return it because I didn't get his approval. You had to take uh, it back? How'd you take it back? I, we had to take his van and he's, you should, you sh- you're not old enough. And I was like, come on, dad. And the homie sold it to me for like $75. You know what I mean? $75 and I rode it home. How old were so you? so adventurous. 15 or something like that. 15 and a nickel, you know? Oh my gosh. So I always wanted one. I always wanted one, you know? So I got one and I ride around everywhere proudly with a helmet with now. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't even <laughs> put sunglasses no more. I ride it. <laughs> oh my God. Right, I want to get back to your tattoos. All right. Okay. So this is a this is a question I've always I always wanted to know about people. How many tat how many Shoot. tats do you have? It's kind of a cheesy question, but how many tats do you have? 
I got one continuous one. Okay. It hasn't been finished yet. It just continues to continue. Oyster beef. Oyster beef. That's my favorite. Oyster That's my favorite. That's my favorite. You you like oyster beef. I remember that. I remember you like oyster beef. Why is it at like a a Chinese uh banquet? Because you're you're half Chinese because your dad and you're half Filipino because your mom right. and I'm half yeah uh, that uh-huh. Filipino too. And you're you all why from my, all... Elbow, from my elbow up, from my elbow up right here. It. Chinese, Chinese Filipino, Chinese Filipino, <laughs> Filipino. Because... Filipino, because uh, I, I don't know, know what that was talking about. Every walk of life. Yeah. Every walk of life. Man, I do every hood in the city. Everybody, you know, that's solid. You know, wants to wear this solid-ass brand because they're, you know, they do. They, we want to get work done and you know you don't need no five month appointment although I've been fucking pretty busy but you want yeah. a tattoo we'll give it to you I mean anybody everybody you want to just design one you want old school work you want a color you want you know five across the eyes I'll give it to you <laughs> five across the eyes you don't punch you can you don't punch people hey you want a tattoo punch, punch. no it's kidding um, no, I never, I, I don't want to hurt nobody like that. I don't even want to hurt their feelings, you know? So what, 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 what's the, uh, we got to ask like the, you know, the common questions that people are going to want to know. Shoot it. Shoot it. What, tell me, tell me, what do you want to know? What, what, what is a, 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 a pop most popular tattoo? Is there a popular tattoo without people yes. having a personal tattoo? I'm, gla- I'm glad you, you know, Lisa, I'm glad. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I'm glad you That's asked me for. that. That's what I'm here for. You know, because every, Everybody, everybody goes and they, they want the infinity. They want, they want the ribbons, you know, they want the flying. It's all the stuff that they see on Pinterest. They love it. I mean, shit. <laughs> Pinterest. Oh God, Pinterest. So everybody goes on Pinterest to find their tattoo. Well, we try to steer them away from something that would, you know, be more of their interest, not Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get on Pinterest. Go with your interest. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. <laughs> but listen, man, shout out to those that want that stuff. It's cool. It keeps us in biz nasty. These youngsters can do it all day. I mean, Whoa, 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 whoa. This tattoo life ain't for everybody. I'm telling you, man. I mean, the things that we have to put on people, it's just crazy. You know, I've always said that. Uh, you know, <laughs> no, I'm even going to say that because our podcasters might, you know, then they might not understand the tattoo lingo. It, it'll happen. But, you know, listen, listen, listen. Linda. <laughs> Oh my god. All right, another cheesy question. Where's Play it on me. I have two. I have two. Where is the most uh sensitive place to get a tattoo? That's my first question. And then I'll ask you my second question oh, okay. after. Yeah, That's okay. the first... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, people 
people are, are sensitive in all different areas. It's all about the nerves. I mean, you have nerves all up in your face, your fingers. I mean, the bottom of your feet. People get it on their eyelids. What? Um, people I get mean, tattoos on their eyelids? In, in their lip. I mean, I mean, it's it's where they really want to wear it. I mean, underneath their underarms. So. Can I say it hurts there? I mean, shit, I don't have one under my underarms because I got, I don't want one there. I don't know how to show somebody my underarms. (laughs) Teach their own, you know what I'm saying? I mean, people go through their own trips and they understand that where they're putting it is where they want to wear it. So sometimes they want to show it on their neck. They want to show it on their face. They want to show it on their head. I mean, I did full tattoo head, ears, uh, noses, um, Brother Luck has a half of his face in tribal, and it's almost, um, you know, right where the nose was, he just continued to sneeze. But there's pain in a lot of those areas because there's nerves. Goodness gracious. People get tattoos on their eyelids. That's incredible. But it is true. I mean, tattoo is a tribal practice. And and so is there a popular, is there a popular place? The mo- Like, I know, I'm sure like a lot of girls, like, remember they had the tramp stamps on the back. Like, do a lot of girls want to get a, tr- a tattoo there? Like on the no, on you, bottom, see, the, see, the see, like I said, that it, it's almost like a, a a mile marker. You you know what mile that was way back in yeah. mile number. Don't do that no more. You know the mile yeah. number that was in the eighties. So yeah, people I know. Understand that that's like that's like a Pamela Pamela Anderson travel band or something like that. It's funny when people want that or and you're just like, dude, you you, you don't you don't you don't want that. You know she's wearing that. You know get something better or something different. Yeah. We're capable of that. Oh my gosh, Pamela Anderson tribal, like the armband, like the tribal, like the little, yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, all these um singers and artists from you know Rihanna and all them that have the tattoos, a lot of these young ones want to mimic, they want to get them in the special places in between their boobs because she's got it there and behind the ear or on the ear because they're wearing it there and they influence a lot of that because I guess they want to be there. But us as tattoo artists, you got to understand, I mean, do you do something in the profession that allows this? Because, I mean, realistically, you know, you might be able to take it, but I mean, it is something that people are going to notice. Definitely. You're going to get questioned about. Yeah. You got to make sure that they really are serious about the tattoo that they want to get and where they want to get it. And yeah, that's crazy. And, you know, um, do people, do most people come in with an idea in mind? Are you guys, I know you guys have like all those books. People can like kind of look through artwork and everything. Um, and then you got to draw it out. Like you, so you got to take the time to look at their art. Do people have, do they bring in a visual or do they say, I just want like wings and a wine bottle or something like that. And then you have to kind of imagine it yourself and then draw it. Right. A lot of them have references, so they'll give me a picture that they want exactly, or they want to use this bird with this flower or this image with this piece, or they'll take a picture or a photograph of something that they want. So, I mean, it all depends. It's never the same day every day, but there are instances where, you know, we'll get the same type of image. I like to tweak it a lot so that I'm not doing the same one over. I just, you know... I like to do original pieces if I can. So to influence that, I, you know, we have um, consultations. And I think that's the most important thing is to really know because I'm, like I said, I'm translating. I'm not trying to give them what I want. I'm trying to understand what they, what they want. You know, it's easy for artists to follow. Well, I can do this and I can do that. 
I'm into this style. I'm into that. You're you're selling with basically, you know, people call that specialist. Okay, well, all right. We we do everything from lettering to to realism to portraits to colors to shoot. I mean, it has something to do with tattooing. Yeah, basically, we're gonna get down with it. How? What's the longest piece? Uh, you've ever done or the piece that's taking you the longest, like the most intricate, <laughs> do you have a particular piece in mind that you can remember? I, I've had people buy my whole day and when they do, it's from head to toe, whatever they want. And they're selecting images that are just, it's within that time frame of, <laughs> oh man. And some of them have to kick out because they can outlast me tattooing. My back is hurting. I'm awkward. My hand is you know, sore from just hitting it. We used to use the old coil machines back then. So it used to give us a, a crazy ass vibration feel. And to get off that after a while, your nerves kind of get all tensed up. And, you know, I'd use a lot of the squeezing toys or something. I mean, we're working with a, a great company called Bishop. And man, I, I, they're, they're, they're a tattoo uh, artists that build machines and they cater to us. So understanding this, the longevity of what I do, because I've invested in a lot of the machines and a lot of what they come out with to do great work and to be healthy doing it. This industry is so sick right now that we have shoot colors underneath the uh, every color underneath the sun. So right. I, I, I'm an old graph artist, so I love vivid colors, the lime greens, the the fluorescent pinks and stuff like that. So I, I kind of hit it and put it on people's skin and it shows this way. And, and, and this is, you know, uh, um, how they would love to wear it I'm down because I, I stocked these things so that I could try it on all, all types of skin color. Is the color that's in the, uh, in the, in the ink, you know, in the, in the container that you're going to dip into, is that, that, is that pretty true to what it's going to look like on the skin? Mm-mm. It'll 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 change because your yeah. your skin tone is darker. I mean, you'd have to understand that. Yeah. Even when you're doing black and gray or black and you know the the um uh, um different shades of black, you got to understand that it's going to lay down differently. Do people get uh, upset sometimes and they're like, you know, this is what they had in their head of what it was going to look like, and then they come off the off the table and it's like, man, that wasn't the color or what it was going to look like. That would be scary to me. Like, do you have that kind of experience sometimes? But that that's what the consultation is for. I mean, right. we're understanding that that your right. pigment is or your your skin tone is going to accept it. And we're like, man, it 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 probably wouldn't look the true color of it, you know, of what you want. So there's that expectation that it's not it's not going to be maybe what you expect. We have we have um um, a procreator an app that we use and it'll, okay. it'll show you the tattoo on you, but it won't show you how these colors would affect you. I mean, right. a lot of times these people are actually allergic to some of these things. And, and you, I mean, I, I don't know how I would know, you know, unless they'd actually get it and they're like, man, this one is hurting me. And if it hurts you, you're, you definitely have an effect from the color. And so it will al- happen for those that yeah, are allergic to nickel basically is the the color that you know they're allergic to they're allergic to the color that's so crazy so you just said you have like a a tattoo pro on the computer or whatever right so you can put it up on your computer screen and kind of show what yeah, the design guy? It, it, it'll, it'll show what it's going to look like maybe sidewalk size wise and things on the body but 
you know, as far as hitting the pigment in there and getting it all saturated with color, that's just time. That's just a lot of, you know, putting in work. So, okay, but so the, so when you, once you do the the, tat, the piece on someone's skin and you got all the color, the color is going to change a little bit as the, as it sinks into the skin, like over a couple of days, it'll change colors and stuff or no? Well, it'll heal down. I mean, what okay. really loses pigment is um, sun exposure. Sun exposure will fade tattoos. I mean, it, it does come down um, somewhat. I mean, even the aftercare of tattoos, people don't apply the right aftercare after. I mean, moisturizing it is definitely important to keep it, you know, to where it's <laughs> um, not dried out. So it doesn't pull color from your tattoo. That's very important too as well. But yeah, fading is a factor, especially with color. I mean, I always say color is um, something that you have to maintain over years. I mean, five, 10 years, you definitely want to have touch-ups because there's certain things that will rub clean right off. I didn't know you had to do touch-ups. I didn't know you did. It's kind of like, you know, getting your, your perm touched up or your roots colored. That's so crazy. You have to get touch-ups. And I mean, if I got a tat, I think I would just get black. Like I would just get the black ink. So it's just a black on, you know, you know, just like, or the green, it's like kind of greenish black. I wouldn't get colors because then you'd be like, oh, what if that yellow doesn't look good on my skin? That would be crazy. You know? You know, I felt that way when I was younger too. I put a little bit of red somewhere and I was like, ah, it looks pink. And I just had to go, we'll go right over with black. Wow. That's so crazy. And so do people, you, you just said people like buy up your whole day just to get tatted up. Like some, they just sit there and like, okay, I'm here for the day. I'm going to get tattoos wherever I want. And you're going to like, that's so cool. That's kind of fun. Actually. Do people like to take a shot of something? I mean, mean, if they're, if if it's their, you know, if they can come in and be an adult about it, I don't have to babysit anybody and let them know that they're being disrespectful and you know, cool, because it is an adult establishment. We don't allow anybody under the age of 18 to get one. You know, it's funny. Even with my parents' consent, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. You're not 18. You don't got to need to prove it. Wait till you are. I mean, just do that. I mean, you're 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 still young. There's a lot of things that you, you think you want. You don't want it at that time. So take it easy. <laughs> really, really think about what you love, because... Like yourself, why would you want to put something that you don't want or don't love on your body? And a lot of them have regrets. A lot of them have, oh, I didn't want a, a flower. I didn't want a butterfly or I didn't want to, you know, you're pressured into it because people think, oh, I could take it. Just because you can take the pain doesn't mean you should get the bad artwork. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that is very true. You don't want to be peer pressured into a tattoo. Never. You know, never. That, that's I, not I don't cool. want to set that environment for it because there's people that are up in age and they want it. I mean, one of my oldest client was an 86 year old lady and she came in, she says, you know, flash, I want to, I want a little heart on my arm because people thought that tattoos are criminal and I never been to jail. And people thought that, you know, you had to be a bad person. And I was like, wow, let's put it on. And when we did it, she'd come in and occasionally bring me cookies and crumpets just out of the goodness of her heart. And she says, flash, my tattoo's still here. And I said, I hopefully it's going to be there for the rest of your life. You know, and it was a great thing because she smiles and, and I, I, I tell her, Are you, do you feel criminal? And she says, no, I, I definitely do not. I was going to ask you uh, your what your oldest client who, you know, the age of your oldest client. So 86, man. Is she yes. still around? Do you know if she's still around? 
I haven't seen her the last, last couple of years and bless her heart. I hope to see her and I, I hope to see her tattoo still with her because she was an awesome lady. Um, there's a lot of good friends that come in and out of our lives, you know, that were and uh, basically retired my brand. And I pay tribute to them when I honor their lives through just the memory of how they would sit in my chair and come spend their time with me. And um, they would explain, you know, through their history of work from their, it's really interesting because like I said, that's the the more intimate part because people really rely on you almost like a psychologist or something like that. I, I never knew I had that ability to do something like that with people, but it's in the, the right direction that I just do nothing but listen because um, I'm translating, you know, with my hands and my heart basically and his design. So a lot of that connection is real special. You know, I don't expect you to remember this because I'm, you, I'm sure you've tattooed thousands of people, but if you can remember, is there any one specific tattoo that you did that really touched you? Like the story, I imagine the stories are, you know, on the sad side, on the happy side, on the, on the celebratory side, you know, um, but is there any one specific story or person that you tattooed that really stuck out in your head as just being really emotional or just an incredible story of why they're getting the tat? Yes. It was my sister, Jolene. She wanted, uh, my mother, Juliet's signature, which I've put on myself. Um, so doing her, she held uh, my mother's ID in her heart, but doing her was so powerful because I felt, I almost felt my mother through me, through my machine, hitting her heart. And when I did her signature, it felt the whole thing that inside I'm just, one of the hardest things like, I, I almost couldn't complete. I just couldn't, and I've done a lot of it. I've done plenty of signatures and, Doing this one specifically and who it was for was emotional. I mean, I think we both cried and hugged each other and she felt that tattoo was necessary. And why? Because my mother's signature is a fingerprint. It's no like no other. So to have that tattooed across her heart was powerful. To hold her ID, to remember her, to cherish her memory, that's powerful. It was heart draining, but I think that was probably one of my most toughest ones to do is my sister, Joey. That's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that story. Cause, um, and if you guys are fans of under the groove and you've listened to our previous episodes, you'll get to meet my cousin's mom, auntie Juliet, and learn a little bit about her amazing self. And we're going to talk more about auntie, um, you know, and our family more down the road. And so people get to know her a little bit more. Um, that's, that's such a great story. And I'm, I feel so happy that you share that for me. And I, I just, I love you so much. And thanks so much for listening today, everybody. That's the end of under the groove for this week. Come back next week and we'll see you soon. Cha-cha. Later. That's my cuz. New episodes of Under the Groove drop every Sunday. Storygram Network.